Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Joe Wicks, I'm really excited. Joe did these PE classes and there was it felt like most of the country was starting their mornings with, with him and I, I want to talk to him about what that must have felt like and the fact that he's now turned that into a proper business, um, the body coach, because I have a fitness and lifestyle business that I'm building called Ropes, um, built all around skipping and I really want to talk to him because I've been doing a lot of work with schools and we've been, me and my Ropes team have been going to schools and doing assemblies and yeah. workshops, skipping workshops. So I really want to talk about what it, what it was like for him working with kids and his first book was the second most bought cookbook of all time after Jamie Oliver 15 Minute Meals. Like, what? I think there's so much to talk to Joe about today. I want to pick his brain. Are you, are you trying to get some talk for me? <laughs> <laughs> You know, I can smell the food coming out the window. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. Hey, hello. 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 Nice to meet you. How, How are you? How well, guess what? I haven't eaten, so I have come here hungry. Good man. So Why haven't you got a coat on, Joey? I can smell chicken. I can smell chicken. You can smell chicken. I'm telling you all about it in about two seconds, Mr. Wick. Yeah, so so let me tell you what you've then? got. So underneath there, you've got a planting and coconut puree, and then you've got a, a pearl barley risotto, and then I've made a watercress pea and flat leaf parsley uh, puree that's running through that as well. It's really rich, really maybe lots of chicken stock, a bit of butter, and lovely wow. things like that. And then we've got uh, roast chicken, very simply roast chicken, and uh, and then this in the cup is more chicken broth to pour around it. Mm. And then here you've got like a little panglettato, like a like a, it's toasted crumbs with parmesan and spring onion. Oh tops wow, you're a proper proper chef. You've got all these flavors. You up, babe. Like I'm obviously an amateur cook. I, Come on, I've bring me a plate. I've cooked a lot of um, food, but it's very simple. This has got way this more flavours than I would cook. But with. do you know that my mum was not classically trained in any way? She totally just... Is that enough chicken? Do you want more chicken? That, that's good for now, yeah. Exactly. I'm desperate to tuck into this. Because I haven't eaten. For... I, um, I didn't mean to, but I haven't eaten all day and it's like, what we're we talking, it's um. It's quite late. It's quarter four and you've been in a car for like several hours. Just Here we go. I'm going to try and describe how good this is, but imagine the perfect roast chicken with crispy skin and then like this barley risotto at the bottom with this lovely like broth floating around and then you get the crispy like parmesan breadcrumb. Mm. This is so good. <laughs> <laughs> it's so delicious. 
And Thank you, Joe. I wish we had a, a guest every week yeah. to go. This is a podcast that just really takes us through a little bit. Yeah. But it's also this is this to me is food that is good for you. Mm. It is, yeah. Because everything is made from scratch. It's an organic. They're organic roast chickens. The pearl barley is really good because it's a whole grain. The broth is made from the bones. I roasted chicken wings, right? And then I made a stock from that. And then I've been adding wine and all sorts of things all day, bay leaves and thyme taste, yeah. and onions and just cooking it, roasted a whole bunch of garlic, blitzed it up, passed it through a sieve. It's got I so mean, much flavour. I am like, oh, it's really simple. And then I realised I did quite a lot. This is what a lot of work's been done. What's it like for you when you're about to write another book? Because it isn't the new book your ninth? <gasps> oh, I wish. This is my 12th. 12th? Yeah, my 12th book. book. So I've done 1,200 recipes, basically, in, in the past eight years. So this is what I'm, I'm running saying. out of ideas. Yeah, no, that's this absolutely understandable. But this is, this is what I'm saying. The last, now that's given me a perfect time frame, the last eight years has been a completely different life for you and so busy and filled with so much. What does life look like today compared to, like, eight years ago? Well, obviously, yeah, a lot of different in terms of I've got a wife and three children. <laughs> and, you know, when I started that first... Um, you might remember the Lean in 15 videos when I was you know, yeah. screaming out, out the window and throwing the food in the pan. It was just an idea with Instagram. <laughs> Is that what you would do? Yeah, I used, to, I used to throw food in the pan and throw the rice across the room. So like wild, chaotic videos, but never knew what I was doing, really, just having fun. And yeah, so obviously now, fast forward, I've got, I've got 12 books, I've got kids, I've got you know, a business that I run with my brother, um, the body coach business, and life's different. But I love the journey I'm on. I love inspiring people to cook yeah. and to move their body because if yes. you cook, if you can fall in love with food... Yeah. And you can fall in love with exercise, you will feel good and your life yeah. will change for so many, in so many ways. Years ago, I was grieving. I lost somebody, really, my brother, really close to me. I'm not even going to go into it because I do talk about it a lot. We talked about it a lot on this podcast. But the point that um, I just picked up on that you said is that if you can eat good food and connect to your body, you can work your way out of the deepest, darkest depths of anything, actually. And people, when you're so depressed or you're feeling really terrible... Any little light can feel like it's so far away, like it's intangible, ungraspable. Yeah. Like, how the hell am I going to get from here over there where you can see people who look like they're dancing in the sunlight and you feel like you're in a sort of yeah. weird cave and you just don't know how to stand it. But literally, for me, it was like putting one foot in front of the other and starting to move my body a little bit every day and starting to eat things that were good for my body. I really hate the idea of bad food and good food because I think it can create yeah, negative Some very disordered, you know, thinking around food. But I think that's why your 15 minutes thing is so good, because it's like, I think people need to know they can do things in small steps, because change is yes. hard, and it's intimidating and overwhelming. So I always feel when I look at anything that you're doing, and it says you can do things in these small little ways, that kind of makes me feel like I could start. Yeah, I'm glad you say that, because it is about giving people, you know, the, the tools and the kind of... Um, the knowledge just to try and make little changes. And obviously I, I talk about um, small daily wins and that's what you're talking about similar yeah. in, the, in terms of, um, you know, the workouts are 15 minutes, the recipes are 15 minutes and then there's the lovely sort of lifestyle health hacks, I call them. And mm. that could be things like, you know, mindfulness, gratitude, going for a walk, picking up an instrument, mm. reading a book to your kids at night. These mm. little things, they connect you again with yourself and obviously getting away from the devices and, and the, the thing that stresses out probably social media and the media, oh it's really positive. So that little action can be positive, which can lead to, you know, you get to bed a bit earlier, you wake up with more energy. It's kind of yeah. like cyclical, isn't it? So I do believe that small daily wins build up over time. And making those small changes are the things that become the big transitions. Yeah, suddenly your life's changed, Yeah, which I just think is beautiful. But when you were younger, I mean, how close were you to the knowledge of all this when you were a kid? Did you know anything about 
looking after one's brain, one's spirit, one's soul. No, so I've been quite open about my childhood. I've shared about my um, upbringing with my parents and obviously I did a documentary on BBC One around my parents' mental health issues because mm. I lived in a very chaotic home life, like a very... It was like very dysfunctional. My dad was suffering with heroin addiction. My yeah. mum had extreme OCD, like cleaning all the time. And, and alongside that with anxiety. Your whole life? Well, it's obviously I'm out of it now, but... I mean, when you were little. A, yeah, from a little kid. Mm. So I was born in that, in that environment. My mum had eating disorders and anxiety. And so yeah. very confrontational like from that. And obviously living with an addict is also challenging. And I think, yeah, yeah I didn't have the, the knowledge. But what I remembered is at a very young age, I remember thinking, I'm anxious and I'm scared and I'm... Like worried about my dad, I'm upset about things. But when I went to school and did PE and did running and sport and just exerted myself physically, I released that from my body. Thank God, because if I hadn't, if I internalised it, uh, maybe as a teenager I would have turned to weed and drugs and alcohol and mm -hmm. gone down that path. So did you never do that? I was so worried that if I did, you'd end up. In I was going to be an addict, and I saw the destruction. So. I really kind of steered away from that and went down the sort of fitness route, if you like, and used that as my therapy. And I think some children obviously find sport and exercise quite difficult, but for me it's quite natural just to mm. run and release all that from my body. But how was PE in your school? Because, God, it sucked in a lot of my schools. It, and I really love sports. What, and cross I, country? Oh, yeah, I love it. Oh, I loved it. That was my I thing. Loved you know? all that. you like, like cross country? Yeah. Okay, okay. No, I was like, like let's run across the country. Sure. I was just like, why? <laughs> A, it's cold. <laughs> B, it's raining. See, it's Monday. Yeah, but it's endurance. See, it's Suffolk, <laughs> which is where I grew up. It's so in the countryside. Flat, muddy, grey, shit, long. See, this is where we have always differed because I've always known that sport oh, no, made me happy. Me, excuse me, the sprint queen, athletics champion through two years in a row when I was a teenager. <laughs> okay. I'll see you a and then I discovered cider and it all went out the window. But <laughs> before that, I was actually very sporty. I just didn't like cross country. I like things to happen fast. 10 I'm seconds, like, over in yeah, 10 I'm like, seconds. Oh, yeah, I'm like, all right, let's sprint. Where we go? From here to there, I'll beat you. Bang, so sorry, can I stop of, now? So instead of feel good in 15 minutes, yours would be feel good in 15 seconds. Feel good like, in 15 immediate. seconds and let's move on to the next thing. I, that, I have a very short concentration. PE was the one class I didn't get kicked out of. I wasn't disruptive. I wasn't the class clown. Right, right. Stick me in maths or English and I, oh I was disruptive. I couldn't sit still because I, I definitely had, you know, a lockdown in my head yeah. that I couldn't focus and process that. But when I did the physical stuff, or building stuff, you know, like technology and cooking. I, I remember doing cooking and thinking like, I love being in this kitchen, making something with my hands. Yeah. And I love, I remember making a little toy box in, in design technology. Mm. They were the things that motivated me. They were the things I looked forward to. So mm. PE was my, was my always my favorite subject. I thought it was so clever as well that in lockdown, when you sort of engaged the entire country almost, it felt like that in 2020, in these PE lessons, I love that they were PE lessons and not PT lessons. They weren't about a personal trainer giving you a personal session. It was about, I think it made the whole country unite and feel like they could do something together, like that we were all in one school or class together. And you didn't stop in lockdown. It feels like that was the craziest time of your yeah, career. Yeah, it seems like, um, like I sort of had this mad, crazy moment where like it just kicked off. But it was a slow build-up. Obviously, I was doing a lot of visits to schools. I kind of had the... Yeah, people always think it's immediate. Yeah, like I built the trust, if you like. Mm. So that when I went live that morning, right. head teachers, schools were going, look, this is your PE. This is... We know Joe, we trust him. So it's like a long build-up to that moment. So you'd already been doing things with schools? Oh, and yeah. Like, I visited right. tens of schools. I'd done lots of tours. Because right. the mission really was to get young kids to connect with exercise and to enjoy it. So yes, right. my dream came true. I didn't want it to be in a COVID pandemic. 
But I got Obviously. kids moving and I was so happy and proud of that as well. So had you started doing the stuff with schools and then COVID came and there was lockdown and you sort of transferred everything you were doing to YouTube? Yeah, I just knew that I was supposed to go on tour that Monday. The schools I'd already chosen, I was like going to do the tour. And so it's really weird that I was literally going to go on tour that day. And I announced on the Thursday night, I said, Nikki, my brother Nikki, I said, look, I'm going to do, I'm supposed to go on tour. Let's do a live workout. Call it P with Joe. You know, we'll go live on Monday, see what happens. That Monday morning, I jumped on the live, you know, Nicky's at home, he's on the AirPod. I've got the camera there. I'm in my, in my living room on my own. And he's like, right, Joe, there's, there's 400,000 live streams. There's <laughs> oh 600,000, there's 700,000, there's eight, there's nine. Oh there's 900,000 live connections. So you can imagine the millions of people I'm about to step in front of. And I was like so nervous. Well, and you're just like in your living room. In my living room. And I was like, right, I'm really <laughs> nervous. And I jumped in front of this camera, like, and I just got into it. And once I sort of got into it, I relaxed. But... You know, I realised in that moment there was millions of people because schools and yes. families doing it. Needing it. And I was like, this is my calling, you know. So I did it yeah. every day for 18 weeks. And, um, yeah, it's kind of like my proudest achievement, I think, in life. It's really. a beautiful it's thing that you yeah. did because yeah. there were many, many things that were online when during lockdown that, uh, that actually gave me more anxiety. You know, when people would go, come on my quiz with 45 people. I'd be like, no, thank you. I don't want to do that. It's stressing me out. Even saying it to me, you saying it to me is stressing me out. Do you know what I mean? There were all these things where people were trying desperately, of course, yeah. to connect with each other and find each other. But I found all that very stressful. But there's something like what you were doing was brilliant because it wasn't actually just about being involved with the screen. It was also about using the space that you were in. Yeah, using and, what you had. Yeah, and, moving, and, yeah. 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 And also just like going, all right, let's just do this on YouTube. Let's just do everything we were going to do, but let's do it this way to connect to people. That There's this other way we connect to people. I actually have a fitness and lifestyle business that I'm building called Ropes, which is all about... Uh, turning people back towards skipping. Oh, because, uh, yeah, love skipping, yeah. Yes, because skipping changed my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Oh, well, oh, oh look, I I'm just happened to have a few I'm skipping ropes <laughs> over there, Joe. Oh, you're not great. I can't do it because I've got bad knee. Yeah, no, I can but do Joe, it. Joe Wicks can skip, Joe surely. Wicks can skip. Not probably as good as you, but yeah, I do think it's, I mean, it is a good exercise. So is that you launched that soon? Yeah, no, it's happening now. I'm building it by going to schools and doing workshops with kids and right. doing these skipping workshops and then and then like an assembly talking about like no it's not just it's not just about skipping it's like i used my rope as a portal to do all the other things i wanted to do in sport and in my life so because of skipping i now play tennis and badminton and squash i continue to skip every day and i know what it does for life like you know when you know something yeah. can change your life you can't not tell everyone and i don't know there's something about doing stuff with kids it's not about losing weight or changing how you look it's really the mind so if you can deal with the stress and anxiety of being a kid and being stressed as a teenager and mm -hmm. living with parents of addiction or mental health issues like you can overcome that because you can control your emotions with exercise and right. release that you know and i guess anxiety. you know going back to your own childhood that was one thing that you had control over because you can't control grown-ups yeah, without control exactly. doing all sorts of things so for you that must have, i mean obviously it was vital but it must have given you because i for me that was books oh, it right, was books, books like yeah. it just meant Escaping getting to sort of another world stepping through a portal get as you said getting to mm. another world accessing <laughs> other feelings other ways of being in the world mm. and for me that was reading and sport but that it must have been so so important for you joe to be able to do that i think you know my childhood and my experiences has formed, you know, my personality and also my drive to want to help others. Like, where does the love and empathy come from? Where does that desire to want to help? I really am so focused on giving and helping. Like, I don't mm, know. Good. You know, I think That's it's so because nice. I am. I think I'm happiest when I'm helping someone through 
maybe it's a physical um, transformation or a mental transformation and seeing kids who exercise and suddenly like they're a little bit happier with because a lot of children like I can see a crowd of children you might feel the same when you're at school you see the children that are withdrawn you can see the sadness and the trauma and the mm. and the chaos that's happening in their world because when you're there they can't process what you're doing but suddenly they sort of move a little bit and have a dance yes, yeah. and you see everyone else and, and then you see them lift up and that is amazing. You've seen that yourself. Totally. It is actually, you're talking about needing to feel good in 15 seconds. <laughs> Skipping is like that because once mm. you get it, this joy comes on. Adults as well. Adults look you like You love skipping, don't you? I really love do. skipping. You know what? I'm going to get my skipping right back up because I realise <laughs> you're so right. It's one of those things, when I pick up and I do it in the mirror, I feel like, yeah, you get into a rhythm and it feels it's so good. It's a bit good. like a dance, isn't it? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I know that you had what was going on in your household, but the area that you grew up in in that time, because I think you grew up in a place that I always thought would be an idyllic place to grow up. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely like, obviously, you've got Epsom Downs and you've got like beautiful parks. It's, it's, a, it's a suburb, I know that you but had, what, you still had your council your estate. You still had your, you know, your ruffians and your, your wrongans running around. There's still a little bit of crime, but definitely it felt like a safe place. But Were you on an estate? So I grew up on a council estate, yeah, and then obviously we moved when I was probably about 11 to um, another estate. It was still council-owned. but um, In the same part of town? It was, a, it was from, I moved from a place called Water's Edge over to Epsom. Yeah, like, it was a nice place to grow up. You know, I went to a nice school. Um, I always wanted to grow up on an estate. I always Did thought- you? Well, it's chaos because you've obviously got, like, so many personalities. And, mm. you know, obviously I was in a household where we were probably the loudest, hilarious neighbours on the block because of my dad and my mum, just a lot of Stuff arguing. Stuff going on. Yeah, yeah so mm. it's... We weren't, um, we weren't supposed to amount to much, me and my family, you know, so I'm really proud that I broke away from that tradition and I, I broke the cycle, I think. Was this something that you would think about when you were younger, like breaking the cycle, thinking, I'm, I don't want to do that, I want to do other things in my life? Definitely around the drugs, when I thought about, you know, my kind of um, experience with that, you know, I was so scared that if I tried drink or smoke weed I'd become an addict and it ruined my life so I just saw the destruction like that it it caused my dad and the pain so Mm. I definitely think Mm. I was reluctant to do that and obviously when other friends who come from a completely different background completely what you think was a stable um loving home you know they're the ones that were hitting the booze they were smoking weed and they were graffitiing and getting in quite trouble so I think there's a pivotal moment where I chose to hang out with certain groups of friends I chose to join a gym as opposed to going down the park every night I'd be out you know after school I'd be in the gym at 16 like just trying to be you was that thought about it and I guess you know that the trauma or the difficulty of, conscious, of having yeah, yeah, yeah making those kind of conscious choices 
that young is very, it's extraordinary, really. It's commendable. It embeds it in I mean, most 16 year olds are deciding what kind of puffer jacket they're going to have, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, well, I just think... Pointing, pointing no fingers and naming no names with each other. Do you mean I was hosting Pop World at 16? I was she working. She was working. <laughs> wow, time. you were that, working that young? Yeah. She started f- 15 when she started working. I made her... No. 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 <laughs> so no. <laughs> I was like, if you don't get a job, you're out of here, kid. No, no but I, I was definitely... My working life started really early. And wow, actually, so are you kind of burnt out from it now or do you still love it? Still not enjoy? now, I was at 28. <laughs> a little bit right, yeah. <laughs> I had the burnout. 28, she was like um, Betty Ford, you know. It was yeah, like Betty Ford. Yeah, I think you, you do. I think you do. That's why I was interested in how long it's been like this for you now, the, the, the eight years of kind of took 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 because I didn't know how to look after my body and mind and spirit when I first started working. I was a kid. Yeah, so And I, I would have had such a different career, but I don't regret anything and everything's happened in the right way. But it's the most useful thing you can have to know the knowledge to look after your mind and body and soul and spirit. I mean, there are certain base things, like you say, connecting to yourself physically, connecting yourself emotionally, but there are certain things that are different for everybody. And everybody has to find their own way into whatever is going to nourish them and make, make them feel good, right? How, how do you approach that with your own kids? So, yeah, I've, I've obviously got three kids now. It's pretty chaotic. And I, I try so how to, old are they? I've got a five, a three and a one-year-old. Lord have that mercy. That is intense. Yeah, so they're That was a long lot. lockdown, wasn't it? Yeah, we got busy. <laughs> but they, um, you know, the thing about kids is they're amazing and I love them, but they argue all day and that's what's difficult for oh, me. Yeah. So it's trying to oh. take them out of situations where they argue. So we don't have much screen time. We don't have iPads. You know, we right. do a lot more outdoorsy stuff. So oh. going to the park, going on our scooters, you know, going for bike rides and things. Like, anything that gets you out and about. Yeah means they're releasing their energy they're sort of you know running around and letting some steam off and i as a parent are calmer because it's the things like you know rushing out the house or fighting over playstation fives and all that sort of stuff so i think little activities i talk about in the book you know the, the, the health hacks things like um you know we do little things like we do a dance party we turn the music on oh yeah i say in and indy always goes alexa play um 21 seconds by so solid crew my little, my little <laughs> nice. daughter loves it <laughs> And then How old is she? She's five. Cause What's her we, name? She's called Indy. All right, Indy. So we've got Indy on our... She, we love, you know, we love listening to, like, you know, pure ga- garage and stuff. And oh, excuse like, me. Excuse right, me. Indy. We love Indy. No, Joe, I didn't know you were an old school garage head. Yeah, I was born in 85 <laughs> and I was partying in, in 2000, like millennium. Right? Come so now. Standards. Yeah, yeah. I, so I grew up on, like, you know, pure garage and yeah. DJ like an MC Neat and all that. Yes, all that yeah. <laughs> yes. So... We've got her into that, so she'll, like, she'll whack on 21 seconds. And at the moment, she, she's obsessed with um, Justin Bieber, you know, baby. Cool. And she, um, she's the only human. <laughs> she loves, um, she's obsessed as well with another song, Olivia Rodrigo's. This is what Lily's kids are obsessed yeah. with. Oh, Olivia Rodrigo's. Yeah. And didn't Lily sing with her and they went yeah. mental? Yeah, yeah, yeah so there's a few Great. random songs, but we basically have a little dance party. So we yeah, put always. the on and we jump around the sofa. And that is like fun, it's movement, it's yeah. exercise. And that is a nice way of just connecting as a family and just having a bit of fun and so How that that is movement i read that you bought your mum a lovely home i'll teach you yeah that's someone's it's weird because someone else asked me to say like it like it's a huge thing i think anyone that quite if you finish. get a chance to make money in this world and you can like repay something to your parents it's always it's, i know it's cliche but i had this desire to want to buy her council house to say like yeah. it's like just one thing to say you own that it's yours yeah as a kid in that environment, all we ever worried about was money. Yes. You know, none of our family ever had even a mortgage, let alone own property. So yeah. I love that, you know, I could do that. And she now just says every day she wakes up and she's so great. Because my, the thing about my mum, she was obsessed with, like, the cleaning the house. It was, a, it was like an Ikea showroom, right? Right. But I'd come home from school 
And in the time I'd got home, she would have redecorated my bedroom. <laughs> like she would have wallpapered it. No. Changed the bed sheets and the curtains. You know, like, oh, because she's OCD. She had well, like back a... in the, It was just her thing. It was her, she, every sort of six months to a year, she would redecorate a room. Right. And she'd go on to, you know, like the, ne- the next catalogue, you'd get like the matching oh bed sheets, pillows what talking about. Yeah. and curtains. She could never really change the house structurally, but once it was her, she was smashing walls down, <laughs> extending this, extending that. And so oh. she loves it. It's a lovely little, you know, it's a little three-bedroom house, but for her, it's like, that's her nest and she's I'm so sorry, happy. but that is a big thing to do. It is. That sounds like a small thing to do to you now, but actually for me, you know, if it was like, 20 years ago and I still had no money and Makita turned around to me one day and said I've bought you your house I would have been in bits that I bought a, you a bed you did buy me a bed and I've still got that bed <laughs> know, it's still my bed I yeah. love it it's like a beautiful wooden oh, that's car, well, that's, you spend a lot of time bed. in bed so that's a good investment it's like a sleigh bed you know those oh, gorgeous it's gorgeous wooden, wooden front and end yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a stunning bed it's not like one of them crap ones but, but, Joe, in the pool, but Joe I really understand what you mean because we when we, we grew up my mum didn't have any money no money and that was my biggest fit always like not having a place in in the city that we lived in that yeah. was just safe like yeah. that couldn't be pulled from under us mm. you know and we did lose our housing trust flat and it totally ruined our our stability for a few for a good few years it really rocked us like when I don't think people understand when you're in poverty and you lose your home you don't have many places to go well look you've done amazing this is a beautiful home it's warm and it's Aww. a lovely garden and it's all they've got lovely little twinkly lights up and <laughs> I just want you to know for those listening I've polished this whole plate off yet I want to suck the chicken <laughs> off the bone do it <laughs> Go for it. Have but a good time. What I like time. about you is that you, you've made a recipe that isn't like too crunchy and chewy because you know, like I'm, I'm eating this on the sly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like really chunky, crunchy stuff. You'd be, tr- I wouldn't have touched eating it. Eating it to the left. Yeah, I wouldn't have touched right. it. No, no. Please pick up the chicken and eat it. That's okay. the way you're meant to eat chicken, by the that's way. The skin, yeah. On the that. boat. Yeah, yeah. That's that's. Get involved. Oh. Can I please? Merry Christmas for eating the chicken oh, properly. Done. That's what it's like. Correct chicken enjoyment. How often do you get cooked for now that you are yeah. the chef and you're... Do you feel your... like a chef? I never call myself a chef. I'm, I'm happy to call myself a cook, mm-hmm. yeah. a home cook, and I'm, I'm really proud that I've got a lot of people cooking. I think especially with the, the early books in terms of students and guys that put thought cooking was really weird and out, out of my depth. But actually, mm. I gave people confidence to try. I have to say, it's one of the most impressive things that that audience, that market, not even that market, those people, to tap into those people who just don't think, wouldn't have thought cooking was for them. Not only is it brilliant, but it's also so important. What yeah. a, I've, It's a life skill, yeah. I teach mm. my children to cook, because I think if you can teach your children to cook and to enjoy food and to really enjoy the process and be adventurous, then you're setting up for a really healthy life. If they're eating just beige food and they've got no appetite or they don't want to be involved and it's just sticking in front of the TV, of course they're going to have fussy habits. It's, yeah. It is hard with kids, but you've got to keep trying new things. And I think bringing them into the kitchen helps them That's want to be more true. adventurous. But yes. no, I, I do most of the cooking. Rosie will cook sometimes, but, you know, if I'm not so cooking... My, my wife, Rosie, yeah. If I'm not cooking, we might go eat out together and, you know, we love yeah. eating out in restaurants and things. Do you have any vices, Joe? So I was just Like, come on. Vices, well, Come yeah, on, probably. where's Grubby, Joe? <laughs> I mean, it would be, like, it would be when I go on a blowout and have, like, you know... Chocolate ice cream, crisps, fizzy ah, fangs, yeah. fruit pastels. That's co- my boy. Like Got ice cream. It. I love all those things. Oh, of course I do. I mean, and I'm, another gin. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not a massive drinker because it's more like I have a couple of cocktails for dinner and stuff. Yeah. But I do love, you know, I really do love um, ultra processed. A monster munch. Uh, like, yeah, flaming hot monster munch. <laughs> you so got good. it, mum. You were just giving me a monster munch <laughs> vibe. Yeah. I look like that kind of guy and I can't ever do one pack. I'm an, 
thing about me is like, you know, the foods are so Moorish and they're designed to be Moorish. So yeah. I can't just have one Oreo or one, you know, one crisp or one handful of popcorn. I eat the oh, whole thing. Cool. So ah, I can't help it. Yeah, I read you. And it, you there, is, there is excess built into your DNA somewhere. Yeah. Like, yeah I think yeah. I just like, I'm greedy and I like being full up. Like, mm. I like being stuffed, you know? <laughs> so when I eat, like, if I was eating this now with you, I'd probably have like, a couple of slices of bread and bits. To yeah, like yeah. Lap it up. Oh, yeah, double carb, I mean? double carb. Yeah. Just I approve myself of up. you more and more, Jerry Witch. <laughs> double carb. You double like some carb. monster bugs. <laughs> yeah, I like it. But I like that. I like the idea of um, wanting to feel full. You yeah. know, and enjoying that feeling. So many people eat loads of food and then they just sit around in guilt and shame. But it's, it's like, about no, no, no. sated, isn't it? So I, you know, when people often ask me, that you must get asked this a lot, actually, what's your guilty pleasure? I always say, I don't feel guilty about pleasure. Yeah, exactly. Why am I meant to feel guilty? It's, what's, if it's pleasurable and I feel guilty about it, it's not much fun, is it? <laughs> yeah, and I don't feel emotionally guilty about a binge, but I do feel like physically I feel bloated and lethargic. Mm -hmm. And I think, oh, yeah, I yeah. did like that, but it ain't good for my gut. I know so, I'm done. And especially yeah. the, sh the sugar and that really kind of doesn't do me well. So mm. I do it, I have a blowout, and then the next day I'm like, right, I, I want to remind myself why I like cooking from scratch. And how long have you and Rosie been married and together? You're like this. I met Rosie at a rave in London. Whoa! Yeah. That's right, <laughs> it was Rosie. Called, um, right, it's called Studio Rosie. 338, it was called, and it was um, the night's called Abode. It's like my mate was DJing, and I knew that he was married to this girl called Daisy, and Daisy worked with Rosie. Right. So I really wanted to meet Rosie. And the reason I knew of Rosie is because Rosie was a page three model in the Sun newspaper. Oh, stop and it. she'd done like Nuts and Zoo and all their magazines. So I'm obviously like obsessed with this girl. I think she's the most beautiful woman in the world. Oh, right. Okay, Imagine, so you already yeah, liked her. I knew her. her. Like, of course I did. Because like, I used to be on the building sites and I'd buy the newspaper. Right. Like, I'd, I'd buy Nuts and Zoo. Like, I was a young guy and I thought she was beautiful anyway. God, Nuts and Zoo, do you remember? I thought if Not I can really. meet this, they were what like in that? and they didn't last long. They were like a cheap sort of boys, young men's mag. Yeah, it was sort of like, the, slightly for younger boys maybe, but they were huge. Like, are, we, are we talking tits and teeth? <laughs> boobs, and, yeah, but just boobs only, yeah. Just no teeth. Just oh, no teeth. teeth <laughs> only, yeah. So that ear is All kind of... All Joe's boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're very clear what we're talking about. So okay, you have you. your eye on her. This is nice. So I just thought if I could meet her, like, I'd love to just meet her. Imagine if she's nice. Imagine if she's cool and like... What that as mean? well as being really beautiful and gorgeous. Yeah, and so when I met Rosie, like she, she is really just such a beautiful human being. She's so, Aww. you know, she's an amazing mum. And you know, we met, and it was like really love. Kind How of did you away. meet then? Did you orchestrate this? How did you make it? So happen? my mate said I'm DJ, and, and I wasn't into house music at the time. So I went up there on the train from Surbiton, and I was I'm like, still not into it, by the way. Want to meet this girl? And I, we we actually just became friends, and we just sort of like chatting and we weren't like together from the moment we met we were just talking for a few months you know we got to know each other and then when we finally met you know it was like instant kind of like i just can't be away That's from this girl kind of nice though isn't it because yeah. that to me is about your soul connecting and we talk about this a lot you know soul connection it's like there are some people in your life and they can be your romantic love or your friendship love you know like you and tall phoebe for instance mm -hmm. me and my best friend nana there were like people you meet in the world and you go yeah, yeah, where have you been? That's they just weird. feel like you. Like, she just felt like a sort of female version of me. And you way. don't realise there's a bit missing and vice versa, I think. And those those are the special magical moments. And if you're not careful, you can miss those moments, yeah. right? So we've been together for um, seven years now. We've been married for four. Do you Aww. still go garage roving together every now and then? Yeah, we still, now and again, like, you know... If I'm in Vegas or Ibiza, or, you know, like, cause my mate... It's all just there. got a bit more international now. It's like, now <laughs> it's, it's like, Vegas. Hang on a minute. Where did we start? Where did Surbiton go? Where was the first one? Surbiton. No, Greenwich. Uh, Greenwich, yeah. Oh, Greenwich. You sort of, yeah, in Vegas or Ibiza. <laughs> Slightly different. Slightly but different I, I feel like I had a little moment where I was like, I really like Raven. I was going to, like... Um, you know, in London, there's this place called The Beams. I actually, like, an early night. <laughs> just be honest, I just wanted fresh. to meet Rosie. <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah. 
actually am quite into being cosy now. <laughs> and now we're going to fall out, though. <laughs> Why? What were we because talking about? Because of the icy bath, Joe. Oh, mean, yes. Now, I'm, I saw a picture of you with your little happy, shiny face. You're like, look at me, <laughs> freezing my ass off. I'm like, what is he doing? Pass me the picture. Mum, it's invigorating and exhilarating. Tell us about so the ice I, um, bath. It makes for you. me want to hurl myself off a cliff. Well, so, I do love the photo. So David Loftus is the photographer that all of Jamie Oliver's books. And isn't I he still, great? I'd love to meet him and he's the most wonderful human. And so he's like, he's like standing, he's standing over there it. in the ice bath. And I, I don't know, it's like... Freezing. It's, what's the word? Exhilarating. Exhilarating, yeah. Exhilarating. And it's, for yes. me, it's about mental. It's not about like, oh, my muscles feel good and my joints feel better. It's really all about the mind. It's controlling the breath. So how How long do you do in your ice bath? I average about sort of two to three minutes. But mm -hmm. recently, since I've come back from America, I haven't done it for a while. I'm like two seconds, three seconds, <laughs> yeah, yeah, in yeah, and yeah. out. Yeah. It's, it's You've got to build your tolerance up again a little it's bit. It's also December. Yeah. You know what? In December... Oh. You don't need an ice bath. You can just have a cold shower and it's, the temperature's see, running so cold. Yeah. I, I am so... Scared of being cold. Against the cold. Mm. Not scared. You are scared. Oh, I am scared. I used but, to be the same. I used to hate the cold. But I, it's, it's actually... It's, I mean, I could run as a political party. Anti-cold political I hate being cold so much. I'm a fairly happy person. I'm quite perky. As soon as I'm cold, I'm such an arsehole. Yeah, I just can't grumpy. deal with it. People try and get me to go camping. I'm like, why would you want to do that? I'll ruin the entire weekend. You'll all be trying to have a nice time and I'll just be going, Aah. Don't worry, we stopped asking you to those events. But what led you to start yeah. sitting in a bloody ice cold I suppose like, the whole sort of Wim Hof thing, seeing him talk about mm. it, right. made me curious as to like, what is this all about? And I know it's become a thing, like everyone seems to be doing it, but I was like, I'm going to try it out. You know, I started with the cold showers for 30 seconds and I, I used to really get, um, in the winter, especially like a lot of like asthmatic coughs tight chest you know quite wheezy but since i've done the ice baths i think it, i've learned to control that feeling of cold on my chest wow and i don't get the tight chest i'm not using my inhaler as much so it's helped with that but for me it's like if i'm stressed and i'm not in the mood to exercise i can go and do an ice bath and i sort of get a similar sort of feeling like oh, oh you're all right things ain't that bad Bring it back to the settles moment. your spirit it brings, like, imagine if you've got all these things in your mind, right? Well, I don't need to imagine. You've got then, things yeah. that are stressing you out, the yeah. kids, work, family, business, yeah. and suddenly you get thrown into a nice cold lake. You well, ain't going to be thinking about all that stuff, are you? <laughs> that's irrelevant because you're so trying true. to survive. It's so true. It's, it, that's it. That's it. it and it's what? not necessarily, well, you go to survival mode, which oh. clears all the bullshit. Where do you do your ice baths? I don't. Joe. I was going to say, <laughs> I don't say, she's never been in an ice bath. Just, and so where do you do yours? No, no, never done. <laughs> oh, I thought you said you did it. No, I'm very interested. She's into it. Well, I'm Rosie, interested. my wife, she um, obviously observes and she sees me going in there, but I said, Does she do it? Oh, is she just observing me? No, she just doesn't. She's put her like knees. She's gone up to her knees. I do try and encourage her, but yeah, she's just not into Even it. Even really. if I go in a sauna and a steam, I can't get in the cold shower afterwards. Oh, in on. Antigua, our family, in January, they don't even go in the sea. Really? Too cold. No way. Too cold. In Antigua. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Do you think that in a relationship you both have to be aligned with kind of like the way you want to live? Like, not just sharing the same values. Yeah. But like wanting to look after the way you eat make sure the kids aren't on screen time too much. Like the, all that has got to really be aligned, I suppose. Yeah, I think in terms of that personal like fitness goals, not so much, but with the actual like, you know, the parenting side of things, you've got to see and you've got to be in line. You've got to yeah, have the same do. idea. Because if one of you saying, oh, you know, give them that or let them watch that. And the other one's like, well, I really want to do some learning or I want to do something different. Like you are going to bang heads and have a little argument. So I think we're quite similar in that respect to how we want to raise the kids. Um, but Rosie's a hero. Didn't she take over the PE lessons when you'd hurt your knee? Yeah, so Rosie, For millions um, of people. Rosie was my teaching assistant. So 
I broke my hand a few days before the P with Joe went live. I went out on my motorbike and I went around a corner and I sort of panicked a little bit and I hit a wall and I broke my hand. So that happened and then sort of six weeks into it, um, I started feeling the pain, like the wire in the, mm. the wire in the hand got infected. So I'm oh like in agony. Shit. So Friday afternoon, go to the hospital, spent the weekend in the hospital, um, like morphine, liquid paracetamol, the lot. I was really in a lot of pain. And they took the wire out and I said, right, Rosie, I can't do it on Monday, but do you mind stepping in and like being my teaching assistant? So Rosie's there in her gym kit um, and I'm there with a clipboard in my suit and tie. <laughs> and so for one or two episodes, she became my teaching assistant and obviously everyone was just like loving that she jumped in and she, that's not her comfort zone. Yeah, she must no. have been nervous to yeah. just stay, even if it is just in the living room. She knows how many people are watching. Yeah, she was really you know, it's amazing. It's quite weird, that stuff though, isn't it? Because it's like, okay, so you know how many people are watching, how many people watch your things? I think we've got the millions. Well, the there's probably like a few million every day in terms of numbers. I mean, that's too. insane, right? I'm like, that's mad, yeah. I'm like, 50 people watched, yay! Yeah. But also our agent Jess, um, who's just over there, she said her kids still do it. Like it just, I think it's it really stayed with people as something that they wanted to keep in their lives whether you were a kid or an adult or anything you're quite a youthful person though like your energy is quite youthful yeah I'd i think say so. maybe I like, that's I like keeping you want to i like keeping in touch with that side of me but yeah yeah i'm really like happy when i'm like doing the school's tours and i'm playing with my kids and we're all together just messing around and i'm you know just being a bit of a prat really being childish play yeah, yeah but in the play of life yes so how who is the business brain because i mean it's lovely all the things you do but it's a sort of multi-million pound massive empire now. empire you've got going on joe who who is the business brain person is that you it's Nikki. well i think i'd say you know i'm obviously the face of the body coach and i've yeah. I've got like a great kind of marketing and in terms of communicating and just sharing mm. content and inspiring. But in terms of the business side, like, I wouldn't have had an app if it wasn't for Nikki. Like, Nikki was like, come, we've got to... That's your brother. Yeah, Nikki's my brother. And he's like, we've got to evolve. You know, you can't just do a PDF. You, right. You've got to evolve and innovate. And so he's really helped me also with the app, but also like managing people. I, I, I can't manage people. Like, you've got a team now. Yeah, there's like, there's 30 people in an oh. office in Richmond. Oh. I'm, I'm not really that involved in that side. Imagine, there must be. Joe, that's fab. Me and Nikki, we're founders and like we're self-funded. We're on this mad journey together. And we love that we've managed to really like create a business out of something we love. And that's mm. quite rare in life. Because yeah. yeah, we're really proud that like we run this company and it's, you know, we're not just selling pots and pans or energy drinks or like mm. we're selling a physical and mental transformation that's powerful shit like it is a powerful thing to feel like you can bring any change to anyone's life i love that i feel fantastic this meal has been so delicious and Aww. it's nice that it's in your home because sometimes in a studio you don't i don't know i just feel more relaxed being here you're good i'm really like a glad. studio with hundreds of cameras on me joe it's been such a pleasure so lovely you, honestly thank you so, so nice I do, i'm so pleased you're an old garage head i think we should go garage raving one day so, me you and rosie oh, you what? and rosie you won't believe this so the other day um, there was a, they call it um, Little Rave, it's like a kiddies rave, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, parents can go, and, and so, so Solid Crew were there. It was like a miniature, <laughs> it's like, like the works in Kingston, Miniature oh. Sound or something. They'd done 21 seconds. And my brother's kids went, and she said, like, it was the best two hours of their life. And there's little toddlers, like, ravens, tw 21 seconds. You know <laughs> what? You know what? Raise a glass, ready? Wait, wait, wait. Romeo done. Romeo, Romeo done. done. <laughs> Romeo done. Oh, thank you so much. Thank <laughs> you. How is Joe Wicks that sweet? I knew he was going to be lovely. I didn't know he'd be so gentle. 
I liked when he said today, actually, when he said, because it's so beautiful, he runs this whole empire with his brother. Nothing was expected from my family. No, they we broke, weren't expected to do anything. He broke the cycle. They broke, they broke the cycle. And what a thing to know yeah. that you broke a cycle. And they really care about what they're doing for people and they really are changing things for people. That's why it hits. Mm, because it's, it's the truth. true. The fact that he is a genuinely kind, sweet, gentle, quite driven in an unexpected way yeah. like if you met him in a bar you wouldn't think he was running a sort of multi-million pound em no. empire at all and i think that's also where it comes down to his intent i don't think his intent ever was to no he really did just want to give back what changed his, his life yes. like give it to others and that's yeah. why i wanted to talk to him about ropes because i was yeah. like if you start something in this place of nurture and mm. with good intent mm. then it's even more beautiful when it becomes a success. Mm. And I think that's why his success is so great to see and why, and why people love to see him succeed. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 